This is episode 270 of the AWS podcast, released on October 28, 2018. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Some issue with you. Great to have you back, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Jeff Barr. G'day, Jeff. How are you going? Doing great, Simon. Really great to be back here. It is good to have you here. We made the time zones work, and we did this for a very special reason because we have an extra special guest today. We have the president of Lone Shark Games, uh, Mike Selinker. G'day, Mike. How are you going? I'm extra special. <laughs> extra special. That's uh, one level up from special, which is great. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to be here. I, I've, I like this podcast a lot. It's fun to be on it. Good stuff. So we have uh, all convened together to give our listeners, I guess, an insight into something pretty exciting, which is AWS Quest. Now, if you read the AWS blog, you'll probably recall that earlier in the year, uh, Jeff recruited some help in solving a series of puzzles to reassemble Oz. Now, Oz is back together uh, and the little robot wants to go to reInvent because reInvent's kind of cool. But I'm not sure how directionally savvy Oz is because Oz is going west from Seattle instead of east, which seems a a little counterproductive, Jeff, wouldn't you say? Perhaps counterproductive is what I wanted to say. But um, I think Oz is optimizing for lots of frequent flyer miles. (laughs) Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, I see. So so maybe, Jeff, can you tell us what is the story behind Oz and how did the robot come to exist? Well, let's see. I think I was just kind of playing around with some Lego bricks on my desk here at home. And while while I'm working on, on content, sometimes I'll just have a few bricks and I'll fiddle with them just as a kind of a little, little uh, nervous distraction. Before I knew it, I had put some orange bricks together and I had this kind of cute little robot and I took it to the office and got some great feedback and we iterated on Oz a time or two. And before I knew it, we said, here's Oz. And where did the name from? Was it was it a homage to me being in Australia? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm afraid not, Simon. The <laughs> I, I was actually trying to come up with, with a really unique name, something that we wouldn't have any issues with, with trademarking or with it possibly being offensive in any any part of the world. And I also really thought, you know what, as a robot, Oz has no gender. Oz is neither he nor she. And it turned out to really be interesting to find a name that fit that bill and also to write about write about a something that has a personality without referring to gender. And then what I ended up doing is that I remember a meeting years ago and someone kept saying, Oz, Oz, Oz. And I was not quite sure what they were actually speaking about. And it turned out they were actually pronouncing AWS. And if you pronounce AWS, of you get course, Oz. Yes. It, it was a surprise to me. And you know, sometimes you're in meetings and you have to proceed as if you know what's going on, but you're actually hoping that the ambiguity will resolve itself further down the line and you can kind of decide if it's waves or particles. And it's uh, one of those kind of interesting <laughs> things you do from time to time. So there was even a puzzle in the origin of the name, which is interesting. There absolutely was. Yeah. So maybe, Mike, can you tell us about the last AWS Quest? What, what was it and what happened? Well, we uh, got a little call from our friends over at AWS, and they were like, "We need a, we have this robot, and we want to do something fun with a robot. What about a puzzle game?" And I was like, "I like puzzle games, but do we know whether any of the AWS people like puzzle games?" Turns out, they like puzzle games. That's what we discovered like right away. <laughs> who would have guessed? Um, yeah. <laughs> So there, I mean, you know, who? How can you imagine that people who like optimization problems would would uh, enjoy a puzzle game, right? So Jeff had uh, theorized a couple of things, like based on reading um, 
Ready Player One and and such. And I would, I thought those were good ideas, but quickly dismissed all of them. And uh, eventually, we came to like this idea that what if the robot just exploded? Like, what happens if the robot's in like a million pieces? Is there a way we could put him back together? And then uh, somehow we came up with a whole bunch of weird little robot parts that people had to assemble. And it turns out that uh, Jeff has a lot of Legos. So <laughs> a lot. We, uh, yeah. That would be so, an understatement. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we solved a bunch of puzzles. And then uh, on the live Twitch broadcast, we rebuilt him to be a perfect uh, reassembly of his original form. We rebuilt. Came us. together like a like a Voltron robot. <laughs> yes, yeah. It actually uh, turned out a little less elegant uh, in the second iteration, <laughs> but I, I think that's just because in any technical process, you're going to add on a lot of features. Definitely, what they call the second system effect. <laughs> yeah, and oh, yeah. so he, he he got a lot bigger. But uh, but now, uh, you know, a, a few months later, he's, he's sort of back to the original robot form that he was in when he started having shed all those, let's call them optimizations. Yes. Spurious features. Yes. <laughs> so how many people actually solved the puzzles in the first, uh, the first instantiation of uh, the quest? So one of the things I found fascinating is when we announced the quest, we didn't actually say, is this a competition or is it something that could be a benefit from cooperation? We just put it out there and said, here are these puzzles and let the audience decide for themselves. And then ultimately what it turned out is that a, a Slack channel that had been built for something else entirely, I think by a group in Australia, they somehow repurposed that, that Slack channel and said, we are going to just work together to solve all these puzzles. And it was really neat to see all these people from around the world, different backgrounds. They knew each other only through the aliases on the Slack channel. They brought all their different approaches and thoughts and theories and problem-solving methodologies and algorithms and code and visualizations and their, their unique backgrounds and, and slants. They brought all that together and said, well, in my country or in this language or based on what I know, this is what, what we're trying to solve here. And then someone else from the other half of the world will say, no, 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 this is what I think we've got. So it was fascinating to watch the amount of competition amongst people who probably had never met each other. And we're probably up for like 24 hours at a time because they were constantly interacting with people who were half a world away. And some of them were kind of confounded for a bit. And they, they said, we love these puzzles and we will we refuse to go to sleep until we've solved the next one. And uh, <laughs> we, we might have caused a little bit of sleeplessness in, in the audience. And in ourselves. Well, to, to be fair, the, the <laughs> and to be fair, the puzzles were released across multiple time zones. So it was a, a, a shared pain of the time zone of the globe. Yeah, it, it certainly... Uh, ended up, we started with the belief that nearly everybody that we would have would be in the United States and uh, or Canada. And then we discovered that a massive contingent of our solvers was out in Australia. And so we started launching things at hours we would normally not launch things. You know, we, uh, we were, you know, we'd, we'd hit the button and then go to sleep and hope it was still there in the morning. <laughs> Welcome to our world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a very clever bunch, those Australians. 
Oh, we, we, we punch above our weight sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> How many people solved it? That's hard to say because it's, it's not like everybody has a score, right? And you can compare them to each other or stuff like that. People would stop working on a puzzle when one person in the Slack had solved it. Which is so Fair enough, so yeah. they were so much kind of building on each other's success. Yeah, they would they would they would assemble Frankenstein robot style or Frankenstein monster style until they had a a um a final version that they wanted to submit kind of as a group. Um there were hundreds of people involved in the channel at various times, but we can't really tell, you know, whether or not there was you know, a, an equal amount of participation. Um, and of course, a great deal of stuff happened outside the Slack channel as well, which we had no ability mm-hmm. to track. So, I mean, we know that there's there's hundreds, maybe even thousands of people working on it at a time, but we never know how many people are ever working on our stuff at a time. It's, pr- it's pretty fascinating. So obviously we have another one this year and uh, – I would be derelict in my podcasting duty not to try and squeeze some clues out of you, Mike. Uh, I know you're pretty good at keeping the things close to your chest. <laughs> What's different about the AWS Quest this time that you can share with us? Well, this time we know that we have solvers all over the world. So we're leaning into that. Um, uh, the, the, you know, the, the story, of course, is that Jeff and Oz are ready to go to, uh, go to reInvent uh, Oz leaves a little early to Jeff's uh, consternation and takes a direct line uh, straight toward Las Vegas from Seattle, just picks the wrong line. And so, <laughs> Sampling options. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one line is good another, right? And so ends up, uh, as you'll see, going all over the world. And so we really wanted to make it feel like we'd dropped – puzzles that uh, looked like they could be created in the environment that Oz was. So uh, some pretty fun adventures. Sounds sounds like that's for sure. And uh, Mike, actually, maybe give us a little insight into into your team's process. I mean, you're, you're an organization that, that makes games and, and puzzles. And from my experience of the last ones, they're not easy. <laughs> there no. must be an interesting process getting into them. Yeah, I mean, we came quickly to the conclusion that that we used to think that puzzles were like, okay, I put out a crossword puzzle, you solve it, I have to judge for your ability and so forth. But then when we realized, no, it was really the entire internet against us, right? And they had many more people, lots more processing time, all the resources in the world, uh, all the information in the world. So we ended up having to make puzzles that were pretty challenging. And so... We will spend time, we'll come up with like a skeleton of an idea, and then we'll spend a bunch of time trying to make it harder or more obscure. Uh, usually at the core of one of our puzzles is a simple idea that that once you figure it out, it, it generally comes across pretty well. Um, like one time in the last one, we just had a an image of a, a park in Chicago, and all you had to do was figure out the missing element of the the that wasn't at the park and it was pretty easy if you had any maps the problem is we disassembled it into hundreds of pieces and then stretched everything into a bunch of different lines that uh needed to be found and put back together and that process was hidden behind a a code problem 
uh, you know, and so forth. So we always try to like give you lots of layers to, to whatever it is you have to do, even if the core idea isn't too difficult to begin with. Yeah. There's, there's, there's nothing obvious. And, and, and Jeff, I'm going to ask you, you know, did, did you help in making the puzzles? But before I do, I want to share something with our listeners that they're probably not aware of, and this is a little bit of internal fun, which is that, you know, whilst it may feel like that Jeff never takes vacation and he's blogging constantly, he does from time to time vacation. And, and Jeff, I remember once I emailed you about something and I got you out of office and it was a geocaching puzzle that was basically, if you want to email me, you have to solve this puzzle. <laughs> I do so you do like that. your puzzles. Yes, and, and someone actually managed to find me, and they managed to get a message to me at my hotel, which was was incredibly impressive. That's awesome. <laughs> so have you done any of the puzzles this time around? Have you seen any of them? So, Simon, um, brain surge, um, puzzle design is like brain surgery, and it's very much best left to professionals like Mike. What I did get to do is that he would come up with the, the really hard part of the puzzle, and then he would hand things over to me and to my colleagues and said, kind of put an AWS layer around this and wrap it in some geeky stuff that would be peculiar to AWS. And so one of the more fun things that I did is that I, I think I took... A, there was a, a, a GIF file, and I think I put the GIF at the beginning of the JPEG. And if people just looked at it, they just saw the GIF. But what they really needed was the JPEG that was further along in the file. Oh, and gosh. it just so happened that the day that we put this out, I think was the, I want to say it was the 20th anniversary of Curl. Yeah. And so I think I tweeted that, and we somehow gave up the, the other offset, that the, the clue was the byte offset. And so once people figured out that they need to curl the file and then ignore the first n bytes, and that the there was then they got to the second JPEG, which was a, a neat puzzle that Mike had designed that had a bunch of different sizes and shapes of Lego blocks, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean that shows so puzzles that, like I, puzzles. Yeah, exactly. but I I couldn't solve that. Like like let's be clear, right? I come in with an idea. I usually am the person or or my uh, colleague Gabby. We're usually the people with the sort of base idea. But then we show up at AWS and some thought process gets applied to it where you go, wow, I don't know how, I didn't know anything about byte offsets. That wasn't a thing I had any idea existed, right? And so, so the hybrid of our team at Lone Shark and the AWS blog team creates just, I mean, crazier puzzles than either of us could make on our own. That's all the fun of it. And I think it really allows lots of people with different talents to unwrap each layer of the onion. And I, I think one of me, to me, one of the really fun things was that they would, they'd see the first puzzle and they'd unwrap it. And there was a momentary bit of celebration until they realized they had actually just unwrapped another puzzle. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and a, another set of skills was required that maybe the people who are currently solving it didn't have. So they had to go find people who did have those sets of skills, and then all of a sudden the virus spreads. If I remember the tones and the phone numbers, I think right. that was a particularly interesting way to encode information. Right, yeah, we uh, we, we hacked the the sort of, the the when you t- do a touch-tone phone, if anybody ever still has a touch-tone phone, um, those, those sounds are relevant, right? And so we matched them to, to meaningful data, and people were like, wait, that's a thing you can do? I'm like, Sure, why not? <laughs> so, so this year, Mike, can we expect pulse dial support as well, just to really right? You know, no, we're gonna uh, actually. It'll all be in telex. Uh, everybody, 
everybody get your get your little tapping machines out um it'll all yeah <laughs> actually that could totally happen you shouldn't, it shouldn't could. Rule it out. What, what's what's the uh what's the hardest puzzle this year do you think oh um wow i mean i don't know how i could describe it but um <laughs> i i think that there's gonna be um some puzzles which are very approachable and you're going to go, okay, I get it. And then there's going to be some puzzles where you get to, and you're going to go, I don't have any idea <laughs> what I'm looking at. And there's a particular one that I'm, I'm thinking of, which is toward the end where people will just go, that is the neatest looking thing. <laughs> what the heck is it? And so, yeah, I think, I think as we get right up toward the end, I kind of started to go crazy. Is this going to outdo the prismatic hectaontocontahedron? Um, well, uh, I mean, I wouldn't rule out it being in the same category. Yet. Oh, okay. Um, but yes, <laughs> I love that you remember the name of that, by the way, because people <laughs> in my office can't remember the name of that. It's on my screen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we'll have some fun along the way. I think the other thing about this that I think is pretty great is, you know, it, it's building up towards something. Last time it existed in a vacuum, uh, it was just a puzzle Ooh. event, but now we're actually headed toward reInvent. Like there's a building dynamic that's going to be um, going on, and we've got some fun stuff going on at Reinvent as well. You know, there's a, obviously Reinvent is a very serious conference, but that doesn't mean we can't have uh, some fun events going on, some fun things that that you'll see at the outcome of this. Yeah, we we do love having fun at Reinvent. It's uh, educational and fun at the same time. Jeff, when does this all kick off? When does it? When should people be looking out for the the quest hints and instructions and other stuff? So we're targeting November first to get the first puzzle out there, and we're going to run for a little over two weeks. The hope is that by November sixteenth, we should have all the puzzles out there. And one of the neat things that I didn't really know about running a puzzle of this nature is that you never quite know how long it's going to take the 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 audience to solve a particular puzzle. And so Mike and his team were, were watching the progress and then very judiciously really regulating progress. If, if you saw that there was the people were getting maybe a little bit um, frustrated, Mike would carefully come up with a clue, which of course was itself another puzzle and just carefully dole out that one little clue just to keep things moving at the, the desired rate. So think of it like this, this nice fine tuned production line and Mike is just there uh, adjusting the the speed just to make sure it's progressing at the rate that we would like to like things to move forward. Yeah, I mean we want we want everybody to have something to do, like at all times. We want them to have things to do. <laughs> no one's going to be bored. That's yeah, sure. that's our that's our goal. Um, yeah, we're just uh, we're we're always about you know we'll we'll see this year because like people will come to reinvent and they'll tell us what they thought like ten days after we finish. Like that's going to be great, right? It'll still be fresh in their mind, uh, and we'll get to actually talk to them about how they organize themselves and and such. Um, Jeff and I uh, and the rest of our team are doing a a fun trivia night event where I'm sure some of the puzzle fans will come out for that. Uh, it's called Camp Reinvent, uh, and uh, we're doing a uh, on stage trivia game uh set in um 
set essentially in in Andy Jassy's summer camp. Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's where it came from. I didn't tell yeah. you this. So, so basically, basically, um, you know, I mentioned we we're doing this, but we uh, uh, Andy uh, went to a different kind of summer camp than I did because hmm. it was like, oh yeah, and then every night we had trivia around the campfire. <laughs> I was like, where did you go to, where, where did you, where are you from? Um, but, uh, so we decided to try to do that. And, and so we'll have a bunch of people there and there'll be a lot of audience participation. And I think it'll be a really fun event. And it'll be great to actually meet some of the people who solved the first AWS quest who are involved in AWS quest too. I hope everybody feels comfortable coming up and, uh, saying hi and, and telling us what they think because we love to hear it. Yeah, totally. In fact, if I could leave one message for anybody that might want to say hello at reInvent, no matter how, how busy it might look as I'm going from place to place and event to event and meeting to meeting, if you see me wave, stop, say hi, I'm, I'm never too busy to say hello to, to someone. I went down uh, to, uh, to the to do a site visit yesterday. And as I walked off the plane, somebody came out and said, Hey Mike. And I'd never met them before. Right. And I was just like, Oh, it's great to meet you. Right. And it's always cool when people come up at these conventions. It's super cool. Yeah. We love it. And so it's a great way to connect with, with people who invest the time and read and listen and, and get involved. So, uh, I would, I would echo that sentiment. In fact, I'm going to add a little extra wrinkle to that is I plan to have some AWS podcast stickers in my pocket mm. at all mm. times. So if you come up to me, you can have a sticker. <laughs> Love it. And I've got some brand new Jeff stickers as well. Woo. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and uh, giving us a few little tips of what's to come. I very much appreciate it, Simon, and I look forward to seeing what people think. This is the nice face. I'm going to turn into a mean puzzle master fairly soon, but it's really nice to <laughs> to uh, get out there and uh, put a, a bit of a, a pleasant face on it. It'll be a lot of fun. And Jeff, good to podcast together again. It's been too long. Likewise, Simon. We should do this more often. We should. Well, we'll definitely be doing some stuff at reInvent, so that'll be fun too. Looking forward to it. And if you're looking for the link to the quest, it'll be aws.amazon.com forward slash AWS quest. That's AWS Q-U-E-S-T. So check it out at launch time. There'll be a blog post obviously around it from uh, Jeff and good luck with it. As ever, we do love to get your feedback, aws podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.